right, that makes me feel party. better about laming it out this year, knowing oh, yeah. that it's it's all yeah. in build up to the big one. Yes, because this year, you know, a wedding gets kind of in the way, especially when it's like one month before Halloween. You don't have any time to like build up the props. But I'm I mean, gonna have if you're lame. Fine, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> We've been pretty lame. We have been pretty lame. Six weeks of pretty lame. <laughs> it's been pretty great. I was about to say, as someone who literally walked in and was like, what was your night last night? Nothing. It was wonderful. We sat very still. <laughs> Waited for the night times to come. And then we went to bed. And we slept for a long time. Ha 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 ha. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about today? Spooky, spooky stuff. So we're talking about uh, specifically Amityville horror. However, cool. kind of loop that into all of the like stuck in a haunted house you made Halloween a bad spookiness. Choice. You're stuck. You can't move out. You and just I'm put s- your stuff in. You just took the <laughs> old sheets off of all the furniture and you're like, oh, look at all this antique furniture. I got to keep it. Yeah. What was that? Sorry, already gonna sidebar, but like, <laughs> I moved into a house not that long ago. I never had sheets over my furniture, nor was there a <clears> bunch <throat> of furniture covered in sheets when I moved in. I think that's like the uh, when everybody in the house dies, and the lawyers who are like, "Well, we gotta do something with this house," put a blanket over it. I guess it could be for long term, like it's a long term storage to thing. keep it from getting sun damage, right? And dust and- infused. Dust infused, yeah. which is how I like my candles. <laughs> um, I guess. I wonder if and maybe gin. that's also if like you're selling, like an older house. Maybe you are selling it with like original pieces. Maybe. Like yeah. mine, that seems kind of weird. You know, my though. house got built like, well, got built a long time ago, but like we but had like, 15 years of those. No, right. Like, like, oh, this is from the 1820s. No. I was gonna say this. This building was built in the 1920s, and this did not come furnished. It came furnished with some bugs in the corner. Yeah, mine was built in 1910, but they rehabbed it since, obviously. But did it's you like... watch the movie for this? Did you no, watch a I movie have for seen this? It you have seen it, okay. Horror, uh, and a number of other like I've seen. I have not seen Netflix. Keeps pushing me the new the house, house on Haunted Hill. On Haunted Hill, but I've seen the OG. Wait, the Haunting of Hill House. I always yes. get that wrong because there was like a version. There's like of that's Vincent what I'm saying. That's why I wrapped these up because there's like eight of these type of movies, including all Scooby Doo's. Um, but <laughs> Every Scooby Doo that's not set in an is, amusement park. Yeah, it, it's like or a water park. It's like or Amityville Horror is basically the OG, I think. Um, I think so. There was an old, old book about the Amityville Horror because it's a, it's a real quote unquote thing. Well, yeah, there was like a murder there in the fifties, seventies. Well, a murder was in the fifties, and then the people moved in in the seventies. No, it was closer together than that. Nineteen seventy-four. Oh, yeah. the November thirteenth, nineteen seventy-four. And then the Ooh, family, a twenty-three-year-old, killed his parents and forcibly. DeFeo family. Yep. And then the um, Lutz family. The Lutz family moves in in the. Oh, that's closer than I thought. That's very close. Yeah. That's too close. They didn't even need to bother to put those sheets Don't on. Don't put the sheets on. You're not going to have any dust infusion. You might have some blood infusion. It is upstate New York, though. So, like. We've talked about this in the past, but whether, like, homeowners insurance paid, not in this case, it wouldn't, but, like, because blood removal is so expensive. Yeah. Like, so expensive. Do you think that they had to. Well, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves, because I was going to say, do you think that that has to be factored into the closing costs and buying the house? Uh, we will talk about some of that stuff. That sounds Ooh. great. <gasps> Spooky real estate. Uh, do you want to talk? Okay. Okay, so let's do let's talk um, Amityville specifically, and then like your peripheral knowledge with haunted house things, sure. and do our ratings first, and then a brief uh, synopsis of Amityville to. Sure. Switch switch it. Let's start do plot uh, and then ratings. <clears throat> okay, Bob, sounds good. I don't know why. Oh, I think that's fine. Uh, I think we already sort of started it. Yeah, we sort of started it pretty good. <laughs> uh, the Amityville house is this spooky house in upstate New York that is a real house, and it has uh, eyeballs. It doesn't we have say eyeballs. upstate, but I actually <laughs> think it's technically on Long Island. Really? I think it is. I don't think so. Let me look It's it in Amityville. Right yeah, it is in Amityville. <laughs> 30 miles outside of New York City, nestled in the Long Island town of Amityville. Whoa, you know more about it than me. Yeah, ratings coming, coming to life coming early and often. Damon, why don't you tell tell <laughs> Oh, sure. Uh, so as we established in 1974. Yep, November um, 13th. 
<clears throat> there was a sextuple homicide. Oh, I don't like the way you said that. What? <laughs> I do. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. Uh, that would be... No, well, yeah, six people. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Including the guy... Including the murderer guy? No. No. Okay. He's, like he's seven in, people. He's, he's in prison. He's alive? I thought yeah. he killed himself. No. no. He is serving six consecutive life sentences that or some such thing. a lot of because sense. Because he killed six, six people. Six people. Yeah. Weird how that works. So he went crazy and heard the devil tell him to murder his family? That was part or of the story. the story. There's a lot of hubbub. I listened to a pretty in t- uh, detailed podcast about this previously, but like pretty much like... <clears throat> But this podcast went into uh, some detail about, like, odds are he was mixed up with, like, drugs, possibly the mob, like, and some other, like, general nefarious stuff. Um, But I think... Yeah, all I know is, I know for a fact he said he heard voices, but then has since changed his story, like, a couple of different times. I think he's now circled back around to voices, but then at one point he, like told a cellmate something different that the lawyers talked about. Like it's been when a you got bit of, six life sentences, you got some room to, to nail down listen, that you narrative learn to tell one story really well because you don't get a lot of other stories. No. Uh, then what happened? Then I spent 35 years here, right here doing the same thing every day. And here we are. <laughs> Would you like a prison ramen? We should find a m- movie or something we can talk about. The economics of like prison. Absolutely. Oh. Well, we did do you. Shawshank, but yeah, Orange but is the New Black would be good for that. We could oh, circle there's back a lot of just detail. like how much death penalty versus not, and some of the. Well, I don't want to get too political, but like there's some interesting things there of also like, you know. Oh, I thought you just meant like how do they get money to buy stuff from the commissary and stuff. No, we could do that like, too. Do that but too. I also don't know that. So let's but. do that one for Orange is the New Black, and then we'll do something like Dead Man Walking for. Um, except I think that's based on real life. Lots of these are based on real life. Um, for the prison industrial complex. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Cool. Great. Anywho. Anywho. Good notes to future us. Thanks, (laughs) listeners, for joining us on our brainstorming session. The moral of the story, though, was that the media really grabbed hold of this idea that he had been hearing voices, which I think is something that he did claim as, like, an early defense. Um, Sure. Just because, like, when you are effectively caught red-handed murdering six people, like... Insanity is a pretty good approach to it, I guess. Well, and also I think part of what exacerbated it is the Lutz family when they moved in, like made a big deal, wrote a book, went on to like they did the whole thing of like made it into a national story. Yeah. yeah. This house is haunted and here's all the things we're seeing and like da 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 da. So that's what happened uh, 13 months later? Yeah. Well, that's they moved in 13 months later and they lasted 28 days in it. Because there were bugs probably and they didn't want to deal with it but they said it was haunted yeah they said that they had seen the walls oozing goop, slime. slime yeah and yeah. that things were shaking around there's like a creepy room that they discovered they had like, like a priest come and he supposedly heard voices and like things got thrown around stuff like that and yeah. then they moved out the dad grew a beard and that upset a bunch not of people. a good sign. <laughs> That's the one. One of these days, I'm gonna walk in with like a beard, and you guys are gonna be like, "What's wrong, Dan? Are you okay? Is your house haunted?" <laughs> Quick, get the EMF meter. <laughs> Sidebar, because that's what this show is all about. But Sidebar I, the podcast. I love that in uh, the five-year engagement where Jason Siegel, it's like a time jump, <laughs> and Jason Siegel has like this woodsman huge beard. woodsman beard, and he's like out in the woods with all of his uh, Michigan friends. and He's made like weird furniture out of deer hooves. Well, he's done that, and he's like really gotten into crocheting, and he's like crocheted them all sweaters. No, that's Chris Parnell got into crocheting, oh. and he made funky-shaped sweaters for everybody. For all of them, that's He's right. like, look, I made this sweater, and he, like, puts it on, and one arm is, like, baby short, and the <laughs> other one is, like, a weird, like, broodly-doogly-doo arm. That's really great. A wacky-waving, inflatable armed guy tube thing. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> anyway, that's like, how the All the words the mo- were in there. Who cares about the order list? <laughs> that's how the movie tells you that things have gone awry. You <laughs> grew a beard. beard to show that time has passed. To show um, that he's so scared he is incapable of shaving his face. If I... If I shave my face. Oh, we haven't watched Poltergeist yet. But there's a whole thing about you just, he goes to like look in the mirror. I don't think it's him. I think it's a lady. Goes to like look in the mirror and like do their makeup or shave their face or something and the face in the mirror is like not the right face and they like peel away their face. Maybe that's why dudes grow beards when they're in a haunted house. 
protects you from mirror visions. Yeah. They go to peel away your face and they're like, oh, if only this beard wasn't in the way. Right. Or you just don't look in a mirror because you're like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to let myself grow a beard. <laughs> I know what I look like. Now I got a beard. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Lutz family said that they're super haunted and they called in the Ed and Lorraine Warren. The Among others, like Ed and Lorraine Warren were the big ones, but they... They attracted a bunch of paranormal investigators at the time. Mm. The Warrens were just the best at marketing, so oh, like, yeah. they take all the credit for it. I mean, but I think the they were actually the... there for only like a day. Where I, like I that. other people like spent months in that house after the Lutzes left. So and um, the Warrens are too like it's a he's a, he's a she's a psychic and he's a paranormal expert. And they are the basis also for like movies like The Conjuring and Annabelle and junk like that. And I don't want to ruin anyone's spooky time, but they have confessed that they were big fakes. And I just want everybody to know they were big fakes. Don't give people money to find ghosts in your house. Yeah, find them yourself. <laughs> find them yourself. If you've learned anything from this podcast, most of the time you can do it yourself. Yeah, DIY like ghost hunting. <laughs> We went to, uh, on our honeymoon, we did a little ghost pub crawl and they used uh, dowsing rods and like, if I can do it, you can do it. I talked to a ghost in a pub. Were they very drunk or? No, they were the owner of the pub and uh, it was No, they're the owner's dad. The owner's dad. Who are the drunkest. The drunkest. (laughs) They own a pub. It's not a great business. (laughs) Margins are very thin. (laughs) But it just, uh, um... Not to get too far off topic, but the uh, the pub crawl that she handed me dowsing rods and she was like, we're going to talk to the spirit of the owner's dad. And she was like, ask him to point to where Mary, the owner is. And I was like, OK, point to where Mary, the owner is. And the like dowsing rods swooped around to face behind me. And she was like, Mary, where are you at? And she went, hey, back here. And she was like directly behind me, which was cool. It's all like idiomotor. Uh, response, listen, I'm all about spooky, but I'm also all about, like, don't get fooled by nothing. <laughs> I like the idea of dowsing rods of, like, point toward where you are in the room, and then it... Anything that's used to locate something that's invisible, that yeah. there you therefore cannot check, <laughs> is a bad test. Yeah. <laughs> like, tell me where the nearest plane is, and you just point up in the sky some direction. It's like, like, okay. Sure. <laughs> how, how the hell am I going to prove that's right or wrong? I yeah. believe you. <laughs> Look, I'm... Are you implying that planes are invisible? <laughs> If no, you're inside. You can, yeah, I was about to say from here. As good as invisible. <laughs> can also, you see planes? I think some of them at 30,000 feet are probably hard to see. They're like little dots. And on a clear day, you can see them. Yeah, but it's cloudy today, Damon. Yeah, it is. So but once it's the cloudy, planes... everything that's above clouds are invisible. Yeah, you so know that. That's how invisible works. <laughs> also, right here, no plane is at 30,000 feet because they're getting ready to land. Yeah, right that's above our point. apartment, too. Yeah. I can yeah. hear and see them. You're just very... like Good Much. straight line to O'Hare. Yeah. In case you're looking to locate where this podcast is recorded. <laughs> if you're trying to find us, I'm sure that we're you could, in like, Cleveland. Triangulate the sound of the planes <laughs> in the recording <laughs> on any of the ones where we had the window open. So Anywho. ratings. So that's Amityville Horror. Uh, so yeah. yeah, they get. I mean, and the actual movie itself just is like it's a horror movie. Yeah. So it's all about them getting creeped out in the house and then and growing spooky beards. Right. The whole family. And depending on which one you watch. <laughs> the, the daughters especially is horrifying. It's really weird. <laughs> I know the one from the 70s takes a lot more liberties as far as like the like demonic possession and whatnot. Yeah. And I think the yeah, one the type of haunting. The one the more recent one, it's mostly like the the dad just kind of is driven mad by the stuff that's yeah, happening like, in the house. Watch Ryan it's a Reynolds more shining yeah. stay real ripped but grow a sick beard. I think yeah. he has a beard at the start of it though. But it's beardier. But it's it all just about, get beardier. <laughs> yeah. But he grows a beard and it's very off-putting. On That's top of That's all that I remember from, uh, it was like an episode of In Search Of or something when I was a kid. And they talked about um, the Amityville Horror House. They talked about the and, beard? Yeah. They, like, uh, Leonard Nimoy spent a long time talking about how weird it was that the, the dad grew a beard while he was living in the house. I feel like it's just because Leonard Nimoy the, was upset that he couldn't grow Im, a beard The implication was that oh, yeah, the guy... <laughs> It was like alluded to the fact that like the beard made him look more like the the son who had gone mad and murdered the family. Okay, but now you're profiling every yeah. every bozo with a beard is a murderer. Also, by that definition, everyone who has a beard probably looks more like other people with beards than people who don't have beards. Agreed. Also true. Like yeah. I just like that's <laughs> a weird it, like you it's just a binary your face. <laughs> it's a binary choice. It's like, hmm, are you bald or not? 
oh, I'm bald. Well, then you look a lot like other bald people. Yeah. If you're like bald, well, you automatically no. look 50% more like Pitbull than anybody else. <laughs> Boy, there were so many good people you could have picked. And you went I just with want Pitbull. you to know, you look like Pitbull. Oh, man. Shave your head, look like Pitbull. If I go bald, I am 100% claiming my allegiance to Patrick Stewart over Pitbull. Just, I'm just to be saying, clear. I'm not saying you have to like be Wait, happy that, about it, but you 50% seen, look like Pitbull more than you did before. Have I ever seen Pitbull and Patrick Stewart in the same room? That's a good point. <gasps> Are they the same? Now, um, my parents had this whole thing where Terry Garr and Martin Mull were the same person because they would never be on the same episode of Hollywood Squares together. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're like, you can't prove that they're not. <laughs> Are you looking up who Martin Mull is? No. I'm trying to think of, there's somebody, I think Viggo Mortensen and Liam Neeson look exactly the same. Oh, they're approaching a single single point on a a scale. I was watching Lord of the Rings the other day, and I was like, I didn't remember Liam Neeson being in this. Then I'm like, wait, no, wait. (laughs) Which one are you? I am convinced that Tommy Lee Jones uh, traveled back in time to become, or no, wait, to come, become Lee Tommy Jones? Tommy Lee Jones, as a young man, traveled forward in time to become Josh Hartnett so that he could live forever. He's going to do that again in like 30 years. Watch. Turns the corner every 30 years yeah, he's and just goes like back. Going to be the oldest actor I possibly can be every 30 years. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> ratings. Uh, I'll start. I've never seen either Amityville horror movie all the way through. The first one, I tried to watch it when I was like 15. And I was like, this is boring. Where's all the ghosts? You and say either, but there's like seven of them. Oh, yeah. I know. But like, I meant like Amityville, the proper, the first, or Amityville the, reboot, the second. Okay. Um, Sorry, now I'm looking up all the Amityville horrors. There's like 20 billion. Yeah. Bajillion? How many you got? Two that are actually called the Amityville horror so far. I mean, okay. there's a ton of, like, I mean, like I said, almost all haunted right. house style films are derivations of kind of this movie um they just this one is a real basis and the rest of them go we don't want to stay true to it so we're just going to make up something similar <laughs> and make it non-fiction um but Fiction, yeah i watched the first one halfway through when i was like 15 and in the mood for like my birthday is 13 days before halloween so i've always like capitalized on that with lots of horror movie marathons and this one bored the crap out of me when I was little. And then the newer one I've seen half oh, of, and I it was mostly for Ryan lied. Reynolds. What? How many are there? One, two, three, it's a quiet four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 with one coming out in 2018. Whoa. When was the 16th one made? 2018. Oh, oh yeah. the, okay. Uh, last year. Is it? Like, oh, so they that's why I didn't find it. There's two the Amityville horror. The rest are Amityville something. Amityville yeah. Awakening. So it's like what? the Amityville horror, Amityville 2, The Possession. Amityville 4, The Evil Escape. Well, and I think a lot of those are kind of like a, um, uh, guessing a, like a Cloverfield type thing directed. where somebody made a, made horror, a horror movie. Yeah, I think and these might be direct. Some of them might be direct to TV, too. I yeah. would not be Sequels surprised. from the 90s were released direct to video. And contain virtually no material rating to the Lutz family or <sighs> DeFeo murders. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. There's not so many ways you can tell that story, I think. Yeah, that's the problem with true, based on true story stuff also, is that like the material runs out eventually. Right, because there was only so much true story. Yeah. Uh, but I have seen a whole bunch of other haunted house movies. The Conjuring, Haunting in Connecticut, all what other ones. What other ones? What was your rating? No, I haven't said it yet. Oh, okay. Um, and like, uh, I've been watching The Haunting of Hill House, and I'm a very, very big fan of Shirley Jackson. And I sort of feel like Shirley Jackson is the one who like originated the like haunted house, uh, story nonsense. And this is just like a, uh, people capitalizing on the idea of a house being haunted by murderers from before in the seventies. So anyway, I say my rating for the Amityville horror is probably like a three or a four. Cause I'm familiar with the real life story, but not so much the fictional, but haunted houses in general and give me something else. Simon. All right. You and me, Damon. What'd you give for the actual film? Three, four, three or four. Uh, I would go lower than that even just cause wait, I, wait, you know so much more for the films. Um, oh. Because, like, I don't know that I've seen... I've seen, like, a clip from the the remake, and 
I saw a half of the the one from the seventies when I was too young, ultimately. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I like uh, this subgenre of. I guess it's almost kind of like a subgenre of like true crime, like this like real life paranormal, like tied to something real type thing, you know. Like I don't, we're like, I'm not a big fan of like, you know, we're going to take a made up whole cloth. No, like I was going to say, uh, I'm not a big fan of the, we're going to take like a, a night vision camera and like walk through a spooky haunted house. And it was like, <laughs> no, nah, just tell me the story. Like, I don't care yeah. if it's like actually haunted or whatnot. Like, yeah. but it's spookier to hear about the horrible things yeah, that have happened. In a show place. me some dramatizations. That's what I want. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so because of that, like I've seen, a ton of like documentaries and whatnot on the, the actual thing, including podcasts and whatnot. So I would say I'm kind of in a similar boat. I would put myself at like a two for the, the fictional retellings, but like a seven for the, the real life story and other haunted house and haunted gen- house in general genre, genre stuff. I know the tropes and like where the stories go and all that. Sure. Cause they're just stories like, there's no such thing as haunting ghosts. Yeah. I'm going to like try and insert some like weird crinkly EVP noises. I'm into it. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah. So I would probably put myself at a four because I have seen both movies in their entireties. Okay. Been a long time. I mean, not super long on the remake because it wasn't that, that long ago, but like I didn't particularly love either of them. And like, I don't remember every plot point of them. So there are people who know a whole lot more about it than me. Well, I think if I set the bar at I've seen half of both of them and gave myself a three or four, you can give yourself more than that. Yeah, Like the second one I half watched, half was doing something else at the time. Nah. Like it really is. <laughs> I've seen them both, but I don't feel particularly experted on them. Uh, and then I'd give myself maybe like a five or a six about the genre overall. Like I know all the tropes. I've seen many of the movies you mentioned, though not all, mm-hmm. but this, I don't know. I like the idea of spooky, but, like, I'm not a huge believer in a lot of the paranormal. So, like, I think it's fun to think about and listen to. But, like, I'm not one who seeks out, like, a lot of the, this one we've never disproven. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I like, that's fine. I like unsolved mysteries and things like that. But most of the time, I think it's more satisfying to have a fully told fictional story than a half-told real story. Well, I think that's the problem with the Amityville horror as it's told is that, like, it starts at the end. Like, the DeFeo family tragedy is the more compelling narrative. Like, Mm -hmm. this family that nothing bad really happened to them and they just kind of lived in a house that gave them the creeps for a month. Like, not a very compelling narrative in my mind. You know, like, it's just like, it would be a darker and much more depressing story, but like narratively the DeFeo family story is more compelling, you know, like this family that had a tragic thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. And a man, like a, how does a person snap that? Exactly. Yeah. Like what causes that? And and if you wanted to tell me it was voices and ghosts, like, and I mean, what echoes does that leave? Like, cause even if they're not, metaphysical like that probably leaves an impression of some sort but yeah like people in the neighborhood are going to treat you differently right and like yeah. all of this stuff you know like you it is going to leave like dan said an echo like yeah you know that's interesting this so uh the guy who wrote the book the mothman prophecies like take him with a gigantic rock of salt but like uh he you has to tell you how much that costs a giant I mean, rock I still of salt. Have the uh, research <laughs> somewhere back in our spreadsheet. <laughs> Hashtag salt facts. Oh, that's a throwback. Um, we've been around for a year. Um, he has this hypothesis that like ghosts are like collective, uh, like imprints of everyone's emotions around a thing. So that like you create the ghost collectively because there was a a reporting of a haunting in this one house that the haunting the ghost was a fictional character. And, mm-hmm. But everybody expected to see them there, so they kept seeing this fictional character. And then he was saying that, like, the idea there being that, like, everybody's ex- expectations and over the years that's, like, built up into what you see. And I think he meant it, like, literally, like, there's an image there left behind by people's brains. I don't know how much I believe in that, but, like, the idea that, like, your expectations can, like, fuel 
what oh, you wind yeah. up There's seeing. There's a word We've for that. Over and over and over again in psychology that if you're primed to see, believe, or hear something, you will. Yeah. Like your brain will find a way to make that real, even if it's not. There's like, a word for that kind of phenomena, though. Well, like that, that guy. It's not pareidolia. It's, it has its own tidy little phrase, and I, I can't think of it right at the second, but it's pretty much like public subconsciousness, like oh. willing a thing, a fictional thing into existence. And like, there's a lot of like uh, sub conspiratorial thinking that like the internet has like actually created like Slenderman. Oh no, like well, the kind Slenderman of. exists in the world because of because you know, some of those things about like this movie did or didn't. You know that like half those. I don't know what the actual word for it is, but there's a couple of conspiracy theories where people think like somebody's changed history. The Mandela effect. Yeah. yeah because they yeah. remember things. Ha- yeah, like the Mandela effect. They remember things happening that did or didn't, and it's like. Well, just a thousand people say they did, then... Time is wibbly. (laughs) No arguments. Uh, But I think that's an interesting way to think about it, that, like... Uh, and you know, also not to poo-poo anybody's like, if you want to have spooky time feelings and you want to just like take an hour to believe in ghosts, I think that's great. I'll do it with you. Oh, and I love like watching things and like getting the scare and whatever. I just, I'm not that person. My wife doesn't like it because then it like keeps her up at night and me, I just like, when I'm done, I'm like, okay. Turning that off, that's not a real thing that happens. Yeah, the only thing that like, ever... I just shut it down. Yeah, the only thing that ever, like, kept me up at night was when I watched a documentary about Jonestown just before I fell asleep, and, like, I could not sleep thinking about... that's a real thing that yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, a real people are way scarier than, like, ghosts can get, but it's more fun to think about how scary ghosts can be because yes. you're not going to get hurt. Yeah, I'm always much more... I'm always much more frightened by actual people doing things with a like a dash of paranormal on top yeah rather than like outright paranormal well that's why i think like the defeo family if that story had been told of like him going a little crazy but maybe you don't know if it was supernatural is a much more compelling narrative than like the slime came out the walls well no it probably didn't and probably not and if it did you got bees in your walls Yeah, you know what that is? That's bees. bees. (laughs) You've got bees, and that's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, But that makes me think there's one of my favorite horror movies is actually, I think it's on Netflix now, um, but we saw it at a horror movie festival here in Chicago a couple years ago. Um, It's called The Devil's Candy, and that movie sort of works like that, where, like, the house itself is not haunted, but there's a man who uh, is, like, quote-unquote possessed by the devil, but you don't know for real whether or not that's true. Yeah, the film it does an excellent job of straddling. Like you can watch it and walk away and say like that is a movie about possession, or you can watch it and you walk away and be like that is a movie about a troubled person who, like, wasn't in, wasn't fully in control of what they were doing. Yeah. But either like, way, that's more scary to me because it could really happen. Oh yeah. Versus yeah. like as soon as a ghost comes out of a wall and like frightens someone to death, I'm like. Probably okay. not though. Yeah. <laughs> Probably less so. Well, so. We've been watching that like paranormal survivor show to get some spookies and the people are like, and then a chair slid across the, the floor and in the reenactment, the whole room goes dark and smoky and the chair slides across the floor, but there's a ghost sitting in it and scooching their feet. And you're like, I don't know about that. Well, when like the DeFreo family talks about stuff, I was reading like the things they're like, an invisible spirit knocking a knife down in the kitchen. And I was like, so you mean like a truck went by outside and like your knife fell off the kitchen? Wait, the counter? Lutz family? Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Like the things that they <laughs> the to the Fayo family is talking. Then we've got some real haunting stories. <laughs> no, uh, like Not the to Lutz family was reporting on and like some of the stuff. Like some of the stuff. Okay, we heard voices, whatever. But some of the stuff is also like things would fall off the walls, and I'm like, so probably like a train went by. Yeah, there was or, this like, lady. There was an earthquake. I don't know. Like shit happened. Like. This lady on Paranormal Survivor was like, my towel rack fell off the wall. And I was like, that happens in our apartment, but that's because our walls are made out of candy and toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly hopes and dreams. Well, I don't want to knock too hard on that wall. There's a lady. There's a lot of stuff. Something will knock back. I think the wall's mostly full of like mouse bones and uh, old toothpaste. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. What specifically are we talking about other than that? We don't know that spoopies are real, but we like being spooped. Yes. So I have two things I wanted to talk about. Oh, this show's about money, I forget. Yeah. (laughs) It's not actually. It only took us like 50 minutes to get there. Um, One is whether as a realtor you have to report whether a house is haunted slash has had a murder in it. Oh. Uh, That's one I have. The other one I have is how much the Lutz family probably lost in their 28 days of living in this house. I hope it got made up for by all of the books that they sold. 
Do you think they had any rights to that? I presume uh, so. They actually lost a lawyer like a few years after because he was like, we made this all up together and they've taken it too far. <gasps> who knows if that's true. Oh, like the lawyer was just like, I'm, the lawyer who was like I'm done being a part of this, fa- out there this was farce. Like, we oh, came awesome. up with this drunk and like, it's gotten too big. <laughs> we were sitting around a table it. playing life and then uh, uh, He literally, the I believe, said, I have a quote, if you will give me a moment from the article I was reading that said, <laughs> The Lutz former lawyer who fell out with them over money issues came out in 1979 claiming the three of them came up with the horror story over, quote, many bottles of wine. <laughs> That's how quote. I come up with my best stories. <laughs> <laughs> and my, all the other ones. And my, too. <laughs> all the other ones. <laughs> all my stories. Okay, so... Uh, let's, let's start with, uh, the, these disclosures because, um, uh, up the street from our apartment before Damon, before you moved in, there was a murder in one of the apartments that I had heard about because there were cops everywhere and everyone was talking about it. Uh, and, uh, it was an elderly man who I think was very sick and had dementia and he murdered his elderly wife and like, it was very sad, but that apartment sat empty for like the better part of a year. And I had always heard that you have to disclose if there's a murder for like up to a year after it happened. Is that true? So it is state by state. Okay. Uh, Most real estate laws are state by state. Oh, in Illinois and in New York, you technically only have to let, uh, you only have to disclose fact, if they have a direct and detrimental physical impact on the property. Whoa. So like only if it's stained the floors. So these are what they would call stigmas in like, this is the name of them in the industry. So like, okay. uh, someone got murdered here or people think it's haunted or whatever. This would be called a stigma. Okay. So there's some debate, uh, on, in the realtor community from what I found, whether you have to say or not, but by the letter of the law, it seems that no, you do not have to disclose if certainly if it's people think it's haunted uh-huh. because that's unprovable. Yeah. So you're totally off the yeah. hook there because even if you think it is like it has no physical impact on the property and no court is going to convict you for like saying because there's no legal basis for haunting. Someone's going right. to say, oh, you could prove it's haunted and you didn't tell them in the same way they could say you could prove there's a crack in the foundation. You didn't tell them. Right. Right. Sure. Could the you imagine mo- if you could definitively prove that it was haunted though? <laughs> Things would change a lot. All yes. about reality would be different. Yeah. Yes. You talking <laughs> Literally. You've just proved the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> kind of would change everything. We know about everything. Although uh. in theory, you could maybe prove that. Hell, I guess you could prove that like trans dimensional demons exist without proving there's an afterlife, but neither here nor there. Yikes. Um, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, that would be the worst outcome. Maybe prove there's an afterlife instead. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that. Uh, but anyway, so in theory, murders are a little bit more unclear, but since they have no physical impact on the property, so to your point, if there was like still stains or damage or like biohazard to be removed, you'd have to tell them. But if it's sure. all cleaned up and ready to go, in theory, no. You ain't got to tell nobody nothing. You do not have to tell anybody anything. Now you have to have some answers for some questions like, why are they selling? How long has it been on the market? Why has it been on the market that long? And actually, a lot of the things I was saying, I was reading, were basically all realtors saying, just tell them because they have neighbors. And, and the neighbors it. are going to tell them, like when they mm-hmm. come looking at it or when they're walking around the neighborhood or whatever. So you, if not get sued, at least you're going to get some like really bad referrals after you don't tell, if you sell them and don't tell them. So, yeah. but in theory, no, you do not have to tell them. In Illinois or in New York. Again, that's going to depend state by state. Okay. So I was going to say, I know that in New Orleans, they like like to tell you if the yeah. house is haunted because I think it's a draw. And you can tell them. There's nothing that says you can't. Like but stigmas like are something you to. choose whether or not to say. So like you can tell your client whatever you want. Sure. Uh, assuming it's true. You just, there are certain things you don't have to tell them and certain things you do. So if there's a broken window and you notice it, you can't not tell them that. Okay. Because it's a physical damage and you have to be able to say, I did notice this window's broken, we, either if I'm your realtor, we should get that fixed, or if you're the other realtor, you have to say, we know this is an issue, we're putting it on you, we're planning on fixing it, whatever the thing is. We know it's an issue, you fix it. I mean, you could say, like, we've lowered the price to help you do that, but we're not going any lower and we're not fixing it, right? Like, that's a legit thing you can do. You just can't say, like, 
Do you know anything we missed? What? No. All the windows are fine. Don't look at the windows. Don't open that closet. Yeah, you like can't. You can't lie, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, directly to their face about physical stuff. Interesting. So, knowing that, do you think this apartment has had a murder in it? Or... Will it by the end of this podcast? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Or, uh... Insert a door slam there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What was the rest of your question? Uh, you said or. I did say or. Uh, yeah, if there's a murder here or if... Or multiple if murders. Mur- multiple murders. <laughs> was there one murder here or several? <laughs> or do you think it's like there was like someone who lived here before thought it was haunted and like we're just... We just have Why a cat. Why do you think either of those are true? I don't know. It could be both. Well, what? Why not just neither of those happened? No, I think it's both. <laughs> I mean, this place has been around since 1920, so like yeah, chances mine's are been good. Since 1910. How often do you think murders? No, no, happen? no, not murder. Maybe it's just like someone dying here. Like that's more likely for sure. I'm gonna say no. You don't think so? So not that many people die in their home, if you think about it. More often, you die in a hospital or on your way to the hospital or something like that. Do you think that's been true since our buildings were built? Like uh, it's probably less true in the past than now. But I also wonder, I don't, I think in olden days more, as people got elderly, they would go live with family and, or they would live in like first floors. Sure. And so it makes it think like I'm on a third floor, you're on a second floor. We both have nice size, but not huge places. It makes me think less likely that That this would be an old person's place to like live till their end days. Could be wrong. Could certainly happen. That's a good point. Yeah. Knowing how just like lives are lived. I think there are many places that probably have had people die in them. I doubt that our, that either of our places are like top of that list. Interesting. Uh, you want to prove it? I'll get my Ouija board out. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a rod. I got my dazzling rods. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with Dan on that. Like, I think that just the, if this were a house, You'd the odds I think would be higher. Sure. Um, yeah, if, it, if like, this was a house that had been around since 1910, I think that chances are good someone died there. Yeah. Someone died in a, a bedroom somewhere. But. Yeah. Yeah. But like being that, you know, it's an, it's an urban second floor apartment, you know, that's meant for one to two occupants. Like this place has probably predominantly been like working age people. Yeah. Like, young families at best. At best. Yeah. Um, and if you think about the area, like, there was a hospital not that far away for a considerable amount of time. Very like, spooky hospital. It is a very spooky it's hospital. A very spooky hospital. Yeah, if you think about it, all hospitals should be very spooky. Absolutely. Like the percentage of people, like the amount of people who die there compared to normal land. Yeah. Anytime yeah. a nurse tells me that something's like a hospital's haunted, I'm like, absolutely. You're of course right. it is. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Even if one out of every 50,000 people become ghosts, the odds are highest here. The odds are very At a hospital, high. yeah. Also, that hospital is where John Wayne Gacy was born. Ooh. And, and now it's like Hillary the, Rodham and Clinton. Hillary Rodham Clinton. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's being torn down now, and it's way, way spookier to look at because it's like half Is a hospital. Spookier? I do. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like you could see into like all these old vandalized rooms in the yeah. hospital. It's very spooky. It's going to be very lovely condos and like very lovely five haunted years condos when the property owner finally gets around to tearing down the rest of the hospital. Oh, man. Uh, th- that makes me think though, but like, I bet you the condos will be shorter than the hospital. And that makes me think about the ghost story that we heard in Galena about the, the hotel there that had a fire on the, fir- the top two floors. So they had to like shorten the building. And now people who stay on the third floor say that they call the front desk and are like, Hey, can you tell the people upstairs to like quit stomping around? And they're like, we don't have a fourth floor. <gasps> Spooky. Spooky. Okay, so you don't have to tell anybody anything, but maybe you should just so that there's no bad blood between. Get it out the way. Yeah. Okay. Now. Also, the internet exists now. Yeah. And the internet exists. And like honestly, like if I'm buying a place, like I'm getting as much information about its history. I'm gonna know as about possible. if there was a like, murder. Well, and again, I mean, I think it's probably easier than trying to come up with some bullshit about like, because like, the other option you would be even more inclined to Google it because you would ask the selling realtor, like, why are they selling? Mm -hmm. That's what we asked. And, like, you know, ours was the classic, oh, they have two kids now in a two-bedroom and they want more space, so they're moving out to the suburbs. Okay, fine. If they were like, oh, we don't want... Because remember, they can't lie. So if they were just like, "Uh, the seller has decided not to disclose that, 
the first thing you're going to do is Google the seller's Google name, which you, murder. you see on forums, I guess, yeah. maybe unless it's held in the trust, but even then you'd have to set up a trust post-mortem, which would be like impossible to do. Or like you're going to just Google the address and you're going to find out like... Grizzly murder. Yeah, grizzly murder happens <laughs> yeah. at corner of X and X and be like, huh, The headline's like, super murder house, hope no one moves in there. Yeah. Terrible investment. You'd have to be a fool. <laughs> Afterlife confirmed, ghost stands around and shakes hands at open house. <laughs> oh, hey, everyone. Hey. I put nutmeg on the stove. <laughs> Are you still nice. going to be here when I bring a paranormal investigator? Sure, well... Sundays I go out to, to lunch with the girls, but yeah, otherwise I'll be around. <laughs> to spooky lunch. <laughs> Just thinking about a ghost putting on a very silly hat and walking outside to go get lunch. Now, I'm more curious. You said that they lost money. Like, Oh, yeah. What did yeah. they lose? Part two. In theory. So here's what I did. This house uh, sold in 75, so that 13 months after the murders, for sure. $80,000. Um, on Long Island? What a steal. Location, <laughs> in, location, well, location. It's Long Island's clearly had, and housing probably, some in general, has had clearly inflated way more than the average inflation rate. Because that would be about $370,000 in today's money. Which is a reasonable-ish price to expect for a house. Well, they just sold it at a drastically it's reduced a big house. price, quote-unquote, for 605000 Yikes. So, and they listed it at like 800000 So, basically all that's to say is basically just apparently housing inflation, or at least in that area, has been much greater than... Sure. Average day-to-day inflation. And I can bet that if you're trying to move in there today, you're going to be like, this house has got a lot of, like, tourist baggage. I've never loved it because it's got a spooky face on the side It does of it. have a spooky face, and that's, I think, 100% of the reason why this story is a story today is because it's got, like, those little windows that make it look like With it's got the chimney an angry right face. In between it? Yeah. yeah. It's not a good look. No. Change those windows. Before you went and got murdered. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, if you get murdered, you don't have to worry about it. I don't think they built that house, though. You don't think so? No, I think that's a much older house. Like, Well, how long did they live there? The DePeos? Yeah, did anybody know about that? I have no idea. I have no idea. Again, the more compelling story. Right? If only so. we knew. If only we knew. Um, so what I did is basically, in theory, when you buy a house, you pay closing costs. Mm-hmm. Right? Which, ballpark, definitely ballpark, but can are about 3%. Of your house purchase. Okay. Okay. And then when you sell a house, in theory, you have to pay the realtor. The realtor, generally the seller pays the both buying realtor and the seller's realtor. They pay them both. Oh, wow. So they pay about 6% in realtor costs. And then you buy another house. And there's more closing costs Which is another 3%. In theory. Wait, what do closing costs cover if not the realtors? All sorts of things. So they cover like um, generally a lawyer because they set up the contract for you and go through the legalese. They set up the, they generally include the inspection and the appraisal. Oh, okay. Uh, They include your mortgage origination, which is basically how you pay the bank to like give you a mortgage and then you pay them thousands of that's dollars in interest. Stupid. But yeah. I feel like paying that's like when the cable company puts like service charge on yes. top of the service charge. I'm like, what is this for? And they're like, whoops, we'll take that off your bill. Yeah. <laughs> uh in in Chicago you have to pay and a lot of places, but in Chicago it's very steep because thanks Chicago, you have to pay a fee to transfer the deed to your name. That's it's, stupid. It's stupid expense. It's not uncommon. That was the one that was like tied it's to the square like footage. Seven and a half dollars per thousand dollars of purchase price oh yeah that's stupid yeah it is it is stupid but why is i'll write my name on that paper myself how about that (laughs) anywho so that all being said so basically what i did is i and if you live in a house for so the the, there's a tax rule here If, if you live in a house if you own the house as your primary residence and live in it as your primary residence primary residence easy for you to say for two years <laughs> out of the last five doesn't have to be consecutive doesn't have to be the most recent two years you can exclude up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars per person so up to five hundred thousand for a couple of gain on a home sale basically selling a home if you make money on it is tax-free oh generally oh um because most people tend to send that to a new house right you just so yeah. the right doesn't away want to that. You, and something's yeah. also helpful for some people if they're like Elderly we're selling and... to downsize to use a lot of this equity as our retirement fund or whatever so i actually like that as a as an idea yeah um and it helps a lot of people and i think it's actually a policy that actually does help a lot of low middle class i mean it helps the wealthy as well but well sure um but what doesn't but if you're not in it two out of the last five years you don't have that 
exclusion. So even if you make oh. money, you lose. You it is taxable. Oh, so because they only lived there for like twenty eight days. Twenty eight days. But in theory, they wouldn't have made any money. Sure. I mean, the house would because it would have by the value. Bank. Yeah. yeah. I guess eh, the only thing I would say you might be able to turn around is you might be able to say. If it's they, a haunted if, house. Well, no, if they bought it from somebody haunted or for some, from a murdered family, they might be able to say, well, now we've lived in it. Like, you might not ask that. Like, let's say I bought my house from this nice couple who was moving to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. If the person, the family before them got brutally murdered, I didn't ask who owned it before them. So like, you might be able to obf- lie. obfuscate the, like, but they Brutal went and said they happened. got slime walls. Well, yeah, and they wouldn't be like able to pull this off because they yeah. published broadly that they got haunted. But so yeah, if you've been quiet about the slime walls, you would have made. <laughs> oh, honey, slime walls. Shh, shh, property shh, values. No, no, no. You have your own bee That's farm. That's really gonna hurt our resale. <laughs> honey, I think we should sell this house. Not till you shave that beard. Everyone will know what's going on. Shave your beard before you sell your house. Otherwise, people assume it's haunted. Damn it! I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh, I had it when we moved in. That's fine. I've okay. seen him without a beard. Yeah. It's not a good look. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so basically what I did is, assuming that they paid closing costs, then, and realtor fees, and then another set of closing costs to buy a new place, how much they would have lost. So Yikes. if they, it, in 1975, at 80 grand. $30. It would have been <laughs> $2,400 for the closing costs. And I just assume they bought a house of about the same price. Oh, probably. So it would have been $2,400 twice. One to buy this one, one to buy the new one, and then just double that to get your 6% closing costs, or realtor fees, so another $4,800. So it's $9,600. Yikes. I bet they wanted to go live in a van by the river instead. That might be possible. (laughs) Which, if you bought it at today's $605,000 and did the same thing, just for comparison, it's $50,899. Yikes. It's about... 10 grand. Oh, hold on. I actually might need to. Yeah, I, sorry. I tied something to the wrong thing. It's actually going to be a little higher than that. Yikes. It is actually. Yeah, $72,000. My oh. apologies. So, do you think the so recommendation. It's 18, sorry, it's about $18,000 for every 3%. So, $18,000 to buy, $18,000 to buy again, and another thirty-six to sell. Sell. Wow. Ouch. Do you think the recommendation should then be if you're living in a haunted house and it's super haunted, you should at least stay there five years to like. Well, you only need two. Two to like as your primary make residence. It, yeah, your primary residence. Well, but then what maybe counts to as like, my primary residence is like, do I like I say that I'm registered to vote there? Like, I don't actually know. I do think there is an occupancy. I don't know the exact rules about it, but I think there's I like, like to a see percentage. Proven in court. Now that <laughs> is, the, I mean, that is the thing. Like, it's probably hard to specifically prove whether you occupied it or not, but I am sure there is some sort of like occupancy 180 days a year or some sort of tie to that. I yeah. have to go down into the tax code and find the exact definition. Yeah, of I was going to say, but because your income tax wouldn't even No, your that. best bet is to build a shed in the backyard. And yeah. Live in that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then put say, no like, ghosts burn allowed. It down, get your insurance money, but you get fraud. You're, you're, you're encouraging fraud. fraud? <laughs> I didn't say Dan. I didn't say it was legal. I was just saying your, <laughs> your best economically bet. Your best, best bet. Here's the deal. If you can have a wink wink little accident, wink wink, and the whole house burns down, you're probably in a good place. Well then blame the ghosts. It'll sell your book even better and then you I mean, double dip. Do on that. you think insurance companies will take ghosts as the reason for a fire? Especially I mean, if ghosts looks a whole lot like a bottle of lighter fluid <laughs> in your <laughs> room. <laughs> I bet you those bees on the wall are Definitely causing, like, uh, structural damage. And possibly eating through your wiring, so you just have to prove there's bees in the wall. Most carpenter bees like are like termites. They'll eat the actual wood out of your walls. We used yeah. to have, there were carpenter bees that lived in the little A-frame shed that was near our family's house, and my dad would go out in the uh, summertime and shoot them with super soakers when just to get... make them mad. <laughs> <laughs> they, actually, we had bees near our house. They now have, like, uh, raid sprays that get, like, 30 feet. Wow. Just, like, out of just like the normal bottle. It was crazy. I was like halfway across the yard and I was spraying their thing and it was really fun. Um, <laughs> but like... I was like, I did not trust that thing to actually go that far. And yeah. I hit it and it like arced. And I was like, oh shit. Now the problem is you will kill your grass. I was going to say. Between there and the bee Or hive. anyone between you yeah, and Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then a child walked in, died, my house is haunted. But. 
that makes me think that that would be a very handy mod to have for like any Zelda game. When you're like trying to get the the bee honey and then the bees run after you, having a faraway spray, I guess arrows count. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. I just you mean the flaming arrows problem. that you shoot at them? Yeah, huh? Well, in Breath of the Wild, if you shoot flaming arrows, sometimes you just cook the honey and it burns up. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually probably not a bad thing to have in your home for self defense, though. Flaming, flaming arrows? arrows? No. <laughs> like 15 feet uh, raid. Raid. Oh, oh it's okay. like mace, but with a. It's yeah. a more concentrated stream. But it's it poisonous got, mace. It's definitely got distance. Hey, if somebody breaks into my home, I don't care if I'm poisoning them. That's true. Right. Stand your ground, I, Dan. I don't know if I have a standard ground, but I don't want to have a gun, but, <laughs> but that would probably take raid. a lot of commission for quite a while. Yeah, at least blind You can get them in their eyes, that's right? what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Well, that's like, we did the whole... I don't know if you guys had to go through this too, but when we did like college orientation, there was a whole lot of like on-campus safety stuff, and it was mostly like girls, don't carry mace because you're gonna get nervous and you're gonna pull it out of your purse and it's gonna be aiming the wrong way. And you're gonna spray yourself in the eye, and also they don't call this the Windy City for nothing. And everyone wanted to stand up and be like, "That's not why they call it the Windy City," but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then she did a really weird demonstration on how she could pick people's pockets super easily by like fondling some guy's butt. It was very strange. I mean, I just fondle for the fondling. Do you have, do you have to be fondle in it for, for money? The fun of it. You have to be in it for money. Have to be mercenary. That Get seems like it sent the wrong message. <laughs> Doesn't we it? We don't have real advice, but in this case, get permission, get permission before be- fondling a butt. Burn down your house in fraud, but <laughs> get permission before you fondle a butt. Anything else you want to say about haunted houses, except also don't do a crime? <laughs> I think I'm good here. Any crime. No murder. No, no, no fraud. No bee. fraudulent arson. Fraudulent arson. Don't lie about bees. I think by definition, arson is... Fraudulent. Not, not fraudulent, but at least illegal. Do I think you, the yeah. definition fraudulent of arson, arson would be like actual double fire. crime. <laughs> I don't think. Well, like, I think by definition, ar- you don't like. Oh, I lit a fire in my back. Like a campfire in my backyard. I don't think say you committed arson. I think it has to be like a illegal burning. I think of something. it's technically the burning of a structure. Like arson. So if you yeah. like controlled burn something, you could be an arsonist. I thought I that was like true. with criminal intent. I mean, in my the criminal intent, I think is. A part the of it criminal well. act of deliberately setting fire to property. Oh. To property, okay. Because I was in like St. Louis and they had a major fire on like their docks once and they like purposely burned down a bunch of buildings to like create a gap so the fire wouldn't jump into the city. Yikes. But like those firefighters were not like arsonists, you know what I mean? Like, I they, don't know. I actually think they blew them up. Setting fire to them seems yeah. to literally be adding flames to the fire, but... <laughs> Fight fire with fire. <laughs> <laughs> literally shoot fire out of your fire hoses. <laughs> Get a flamethrower to like a burning house. Fahrenheit 451 up in here. All right. We bullshit it anyway, yeah. time. Let's wrap this shit. It looked like you had something to say, Damon. Did you have a thought? I didn't. Edit that out. <laughs> Edit that like thoughtful expression that you made visually yeah. into the air. Yeah. You got it, Just pal. a pause, mostly. I'm really glad that you think I'm that good of an editor. Um, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been... Haunted Dan this whole like, time. <laughs> He's been closed for 40 years. <laughs> he peels off his face. <laughs> his large Marge. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Uh, and email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on your social media of choice. And stay spooky.